And welcome in, everybody, to the Mostly Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Chapman. Cole Outlaw is my guest this week. We're recording on Wednesday morning, November 10th. The Brooklyn Nets in the house tonight. Uh, and the Magic coming off a big win at Amway Center on Sunday over the Utah Jazz. First home win of the season. They'll try to keep things going tonight against KD and his Brooklyn Nets. Bo Outlaw is my guest for the program this morning. And he is in a car right now because... Bo, you, you, you want to fill us in? I, I told you before oh, we hit air, God. we make plans and, and, yeah. and, and children laugh, don't they? Yes, man. I was like, I had a plan to be in the parking lot where I need to be. And he left a paper at home, so I got dropped off at the school. So you know how that goes. Being a parent, we got to do things for our kids. Hey, that's uh, that's priorities, man. If uh, <laughs> if he needs anything else, you just let me know. Because uh, because we could cut cut out of this, but I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a very busy man. Tell me how the broadcasts have been going. What all you doing uh, with Valley Sports Florida? Well, I haven't, I haven't done any yet, but I'm doing a couple games. I'm doing probably about five games, more four, four to five games, and then necessary, I'll show up and help out some guys. But someone can't make it, so you know, just the normal talking about talking basketball, what we normally do. How how long have you been a community ambassador? Ooh. It was, before, it was before I left. I went up to Detroit for five years, and I came back, and you were, you, you were still kicking it with Nick. When did you leave? I left in 14. 2007. 2007. 2007. That is 14 years you've been doing it. Yeah. Uh, you and yeah. Nick do such a good job with it. What do you enjoy most about it? I mean, I, I think I could probably answer that question, but um, – You probably could. But you're so, you're so good. People love you so much around town. You just spread good vibes, man. And that's what it's about, man. We're in a position with an organization who likes to give back to the community. Like I tell a lot of people who ask me this question, I, I, I don't like to sound repetitive, but this is what it is. Um, they supported us for so long and continue to support us. And we're just trying to help out and support them in the community as much as we can. You know, it's a lot of people got a lot of things going on. We can't touch everybody, but we're trying to do the best we can. In that capacity, you know, you guys are, are you guys are doing things that are bigger than basketball, you know, with the community. Um, but I'm sure you get I'm sure when people see you, especially adults, I'm sure they want to talk hoop with you. Are you sensing that this team that people are starting to get excited about this group? It's a little bit different than it's been in years past. The expectations have changed a little bit. But whenever I talk to fans, at the very least, the, the youth and the enthusiasm uh, with this group. It's really, it's really sort of speaking to the fan base, isn't it? Yeah, they like it. Uh, the energy, you know what I'm saying? Because it it, it kind of reminds them of the hard and hustle years for me because yeah. it's a new coach, a new group, young group. You know, you got two or three vets on there, and then other guys like, okay, go out there and play. And uh, they're playing every night. They're going out there giving their effort and playing hard, and that's all you ask. Um, some nice shots going to go in, some nights they're not. It's a little different times now, you know. They uh they shoot a lot more threes than we did, but uh we played a lot more defense. So I mean everything balances out. So uh they, these guys get the ball up and uh, I'm like, man, they got nothing, man. Like they come down court and get it up and I and it's exciting to watch. When you like what's your impression? I I have a few questions about that. Um, let's start with the veterans because I think you know the other night Gary Harris played a huge role in bringing that game home against Utah. Um, I think you've seen Terrence, you know, Terrence is sort of caught in the middle here. Um, he obviously has played such a big role the last couple of years on, on a veteran team. 
And now it's not necessarily about him. And that's got to be kind of difficult. You know, the, the, the plan is sort of to develop the younger guys. Whereas with Cliff, when Terrence got in the game, Terrence was going to get him up and everything was going to be called and funneled through Terrence coming off the bench. How do you know how difficult that is to, to deal with if you're a veteran? And, and, and what do you do? Like, what do you do in that situation? Uh, do I know how difficult it is? No, because no. the offense never went through me. But <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine, yeah, because everyone's different. So Terrence Ross is what we call a bucket. He comes in, he gets buckets for you. So if he's not getting buckets, not involved, he kind of likes out there. So the the if you can get him a couple of touches right off the bat, then we're good. But if he goes about three or four trips without touching in the beginning, once he gets on the court, he kind of fades. But he's still giving that defensive effort. But you want him to be engaged on the offensive end because he's such a threat. Like you, you've seen the one of the games, I think in New York, he didn't score a point until the fourth quarter. Yeah, 22. So yeah, so that's what he's capable of. He's just capable of in like, like he's kind of like you want to say a lighter. It's just sitting there often, he's just flicking, he's on. It's and, and it's, it's it's amazing. I like this dude played three quarters and don't have nothing. And you look up, he has twenty points. Like, oh, you you got to be kidding me! Like, I couldn't get twenty one points in four quarters. This guy does in a quarter. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, that's pretty impressive. No, and it's been, and I think between he and Gary and even the guys who, who are hurt, MCW, Etwan, um, Robin hasn't played a ton. You bring in veterans like that specifically because they'll be comfortable with whatever their role is. And Terrence is, you know, there's going to be a night, it might be tonight, where he does 22 and a quarter, and, and we know um, that that's what he's there for. I think, it's, I think they've done a really good job of sort of dealing with that because the expectations and, and the focus has changed it's shifted to guys like Cole Anthony uh, and, and the rookies. Cole, I, I, I guarantee you love Cole because of the interviews and because of the personality. That's part of the reason that I love Cole. Um, but we're, we could start to get used to this production, can't we? I mean, we should, get, we should kind of get greedy with what he's doing because he's, he's doing it consistently right now. He's been, he's been amazing so far this year. Yeah, he's, he's scoring the ball well, and, that, and that's what you want. You know, he's the second year, so – He's growing, and that's what you that's what you want out of players. He's getting better every year, and like you say, it's going to be it'll probably be easier when Markel comes back because he can run a point and he can be over there just a threat at the at the two, and just his main focus is get me a bucket. He doesn't have to come up running the offense. So roles change when people are in certain positions. Like if he's a point, he got to kind of distribute the ball and then get back to him that he can go. But if he's at the two and he's coming down, they come off that pick, knock this down with a live dribble. Totally different mentality. So, uh, yeah, take advantage. Just take it. If he's scoring buckets, we're going to run with it because, like, hey, we don't know how long it's going to go. You can have games where you score 10 straight. Then you have five straight. You're like, man, what just happened? So, hey, he's scoring that ball. Let's keep scoring. You mentioned shooting off the bounce. I mean, that's something that has changed so drastically since you played, right? I mean, it used to be a bad shot, basically. And now, and now if you can't do it, uh, I mean, it's just some of the best players in the league. I, I feel like it kind of started with Steph, but between Steph and Lillard, I yeah. mean, these guys, these guys are that's their that's their preferred shot. And Cole's right in that group right now. Well, I don't know if Steph thought I'm, I might have to go and just I'm. It's a guy named Kyrie who was pretty good at. Okay, it all right. Before, so that guy was yeah. But uh, if you can't score off the dribble, then they're gonna be like, man, this guy. What do you, you know, what's the purpose? But uh. 
he's become really good at scoring off the dribble. And that's most guys. So if you, we call that, are you able to get a bucket when we need one? Yeah. And that's what it's about. He can get you a bucket. And that's key in today's game because if you can just run your offense, woo, 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 whatever happens. But in the last 10 seconds, you know you got this guy who's capable of getting you a bucket then you feel pretty good because the chances are pretty high of him scoring it. Well, and it used to be guys like, like I always think of last 10 seconds, I need a bucket back in, back when I first came into the league, you know, Pierce and Dirk and, and mellow and guys, it used to be forwards who are doing that. Now it's guys 30 feet from the basket who are doing it, set a screen and raise up. So that's changed. You mentioned Markel. I'm really interested in what this is going to look like when the team gets healthy Markel comes back. It feels like Markel and Cole next to each other. That that, that backcourt makes sense. You, you kind of got sort of complementary skill sets. My question is: Is it possible to have a different starting lineup based on based on matchups, or do most players want to know when they get there to the arena that night exactly what they're doing? Like like it's going to be difficult for Coach Mosley to figure this out. And we put so much focus on starters, and it really probably shouldn't matter. You know, who finishes the game is usually most important. But he, they're good problems to have, but it's going to be really interesting to see how you how they how they split that up. And I would think he wants to find something consistent and roll with it. Well, well, um, Coach Moses is a little different, so I'm quite sure he would tell them that morning and shoot around. Right. This is how we're going to go today. This is how, and he might have told them beginning the season. We might have different lineups through the course of the year, based on our matchups. So we don't know what he said to the guys and how he approached them, but. I'm quite sure he get the message to him and say, hey, for tonight, man, we're going to go a little smaller. For this game, we're going to go a little bigger. For this, for this game, we're going to go two guards. I don't know, but I'm quite sure he's 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 great coach. He he has a message. He gets it across, and the guys accept it. So that's what it's about, and they enjoy playing for him because of the excitement he brings for the – as a coach, he gets the guys excited to play, and uh, that's all you ask for. If your coach is that excited, how, how can you not be? Because for well, for instance, like the, the two big lineup, like headed into the year, I wasn't sure you're going to be able to trot that out every night with Wendell and Mo, and it certainly worked so far. Um, and, but that's something that if you if you're playing against a small ball team, you might want to switch up a little bit. Like I think, like did you expect it to work this well headed into the season? I mean, they've been really, really dang good. Well, yeah, because we got Mo. He's more that they, they, they all move well if you think about it. Yeah, none of those guys are really a big guy who can't move. They can move and switch and guard, and they got schemes of if Mo's in the pick, we don't switch. We just show and get back. Wendell, we're probably switching because he's capable. And uh, it's been working out pretty well. And most of the time, if they switch, it's a low shot clock. So you probably know what shot you're going to get anyway. Uh, if you got to switch it up, it's capable. But the thing is, when you start those guys, it's, that's what you got subs for. If it's not rolling well in the first five minutes, guess what? Go get them. Let's change this up a little bit and then just play from there. Yeah, and that's going to be – I mean, you talk about Chuma. You talk about bringing in some of these different guys. Um, do, do you think ideally you have you have a group on the floor who can switch? Everybody feels comfortable switching. I mean, I know that versatility positionless basketball is a key. What do you – like, what's your, what's your take on switching? Because there are a lot of teams who do it quite a bit, but in today's NBA, you better have that, that sort of versatility – where if you're switching, I mean, you got this much time, especially against a good shooting team, uh, to make that thing happen. Ideally, you've got a whole bunch of guys who can man up, get over screens, but but sometimes that's not the case. It is, it's all based on personnel who you're playing at night. Yeah. Game plans change every night. Uh, like you say, if so-and-so setting a pick, 
do we switch? If someone like a big little switch, guard to guard is is a switch automatic. Big to little, it's a it's a depending on who the big is. Does he post up well? Is he gonna be a pop guy? Just like when play Utah, we didn't want to switch. Rudy Gobert is probably the biggest guy in the league, so we did not want to switch. But if you have to, okay, switch. But then it's gonna be a switch to a switch to replace the switch. Right. If you understand what I'm saying, so yeah, yeah. the guard big will switch. And as the guard get rolled down, the big, the big on the weak side is going to switch with the guard. So there's there's ways to get around it. And like I said, I'm quite sure Coach discussed this. Game plan is going to change every night. But he also has stuff in his pocket like, hey, if you get caught on that switch, weak side, you better ready to switch. So you're coming in tagging and just switching out. That's good stuff. And I guess the key to a lot of that is Wendell, right? I mean, Wendell's versatility, because he's a guy you – go ahead and try to take him down on the block, right? I mean, he's, yeah, he's got to be – you ain't moving him. But then we've seen him chasing, you know, Doug McDermott around at times uh, over the course of the season. I mean, he having that sort of versatility in a, in a defender, especially a big, is key, isn't it? Yeah, that makes it – that makes you as a coach comfortable. Man, okay, I can put Wendell at the five, so therefore we switch everything. And if he's at the four, one through four switch – Mo or whatever. I'm just hypothetically speaking because yeah. Mo's switching as well. He switches, but if not Mo, you show big show, weak side stunt, you get it back. Because most of the bigs, they want to pick and pop, and that's kind of to our favor. You got the, that's really consistent pick and pop guy. Who you got as a big? Vooch is not shooting well right now. Joel Embiid is up and down. Uh, Anthony Davis might be the most consistent right now. Joker. He's probably considered, you know what I'm saying? So you got some bigs that that do shoot it well, but a lot of them that don't shoot it well. So it kind of benefits us when we do switch sometimes. Yeah, um, that's an interesting point. That's something else that's changed, too, since you played. <laughs> Bo Outlaw on the pop? I don't know. Have those, has that phrase ever been uttered? Yeah, I, when I popped, it was just to go to another pick and roll on the other side of the court. So it was not for me to shoot. <laughs> it was not to shoot. What do you think? What's your um, what's your viewpoint on the state of the game today? How enjoyable is it watching with the rule changes that they made? I know I'm sure the Harden trade, unnatural stuff, get a guy in the air and jump into him, bothered somebody like you. It felt like they fixed that pretty good, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, because listen, man, when you 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 can't be just going in there flailing and getting a foul all the time. You gave. Total advantage to the offense. You're not rewarding the defense at all, not even a little bit. So I'm back. I'm I'm playing defense. And I'm going backwards, and it's got those arms into me, and it's a foul. I'm backpedaling. What else am I supposed to do? You want me to just move out the way? So now that you're just saying this guy made an effort to draw this contact, okay, that's on you. Now if it's a natural basketball play, so be it. Call the foul. But if you go out of your area to get this contact, we're not calling it. Therefore, it's kind of balancing the game out. And now the game is changing. Guys are starting to still realize I got to play basketball rather than look for a call. I was thinking, I feel like we should have Bo Outlaw Awards, like the Outlaws or something like that. Like players that you players that play the game that the way that you did, because they're usually my favorite players. Like my two favorite guys on roster are MCW and Mo Wagner, because I, because I love guys that get on the floor for loose balls, and I love. Uh, agitators like Mo, you know, I love a player yeah. who gets under somebody else's skin who magic or not across the league plays the game the way that, that, that you like to see it played or the way that you played it. Uh, there's a couple guys on our team. When the Carter plays a game, he plays it 
strong enough and, and they, they hit up that matter of fact, too many of our guys don't really look for the call. We really get upset when they make a call on us because we don't think we foul, but sometimes we do be foul up. Hey man, that was a foul. Relax, relax, relax. But uh most of the guys in the league all have to make that adjustment. Yeah. Because of the new rule changes with the calls. So now guys are starting to okay, let me stop looking for the foul and stuff. Because if you notice the first five games, they kept looking at the ref, kept looking at the ref, like, hey, I'm not gonna call that. And now you can see the guys starting to play through these calls, which is just just change. It's 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 basketball. We had to go through the change of less contact. They guys go through the change of no contact now. So it's it's just different. So it's who do I who do I say? Uh I really I really, I don't even uh I'll tell you what, because I, I put you on the spot here. This is what we're gonna do. You're gonna come back on if you if you would like to at the end of the year, and we're gonna and maybe I'll put together a list for you, the outlaws. Yeah, we can have we can have that because I'm like uh, right offhand, like I I got to think through the league who play. Let me see. Uh, it's early in the year yet, you know. We have we haven't seen everybody. Yeah, I mean I, I've been watching at home. I've been watching it. But the thing is, like I tell you, it's 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 kind of easy right now. But we're a month in if that. Yeah, it's the new season. Guys ready to play. Because remember, we didn't play too much last year, like, in front of a crowd. Right. This is exciting time. Yeah. So, everyone's loving this. Players, coaches, fans. Like, this is great. Uh, like, man, going to the gym watching basketball? you got to be kidding me. Wait for March, that's, though. Wait, 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 for, wait for March when, when everybody's well, used to That's what I'm saying. It's easy right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's fresh. Now, like, get, get four months in. Working like, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Then are you continue to do it? Because scoring a bucket's easy. Everybody want to do that. Running around diving on the floor. That's yeah, what that, that gets old. That's the tough part when you're ten games under five hundred and it's the middle of March and you got your eyes on vacation already. Um, yeah. All right. Before I let you go, I want to ask you a few more qu- questions about this Magic roster. What are you seeing with Jalen? I think it's you know I, I think I don't think people appreciate what he's doing on one end. I mean the guy can absolutely wreck game plans and sets on his own. He's like Sonic the Hedgehog uh, defensively yeah. at times, but then it seems like he's, he's, he's not slowing down at the other end. He's still playing at that breakneck speed, which you want, you don't want him to change, but I think he gets himself in trouble a few times offensively. You know, people always talk about the game slowing down for a player. I feel like he just needs to slow himself down on the offensive end. What are you seeing? But see, see here I go. I, that's a great question because y'all say y'all want this kid to slow down. Tell me was the last time he had this many minutes in a significant role. Mm. He's this, so this is kind of his rookie year because he's playing this whole year. So therefore, he's learning that. Yeah. Each game, each day, he's going to get better and better and better. Yeah. Running around on defense ain't great. Understanding fast to slow, slow to fast. That's something you have to learn. Oh, that's a good point. That that change so, of speed stuff. I mean, that that yeah. comes. You can't just like, oh, it, it looked good to talk about it, but if you ain't been in the game, the experience and practice is cool and all that, but the excitement of that gym, yeah, it's totally different. So for him to be doing this, I'm not knocking him. Yeah, you go, man, slow down, young fella. It's a process. It's going to come. It's a good point because it feels like that's what that's what put Markel over the hump, right? Once you start to learn that that hezzy stuff and, and getting the guy on your hip and, you, and now you're going and now you're stopping, now you're going, speeding up, slowing down – 
but it's but that don't happen overnight, right? And the other part no. is, I mean, Jalen's always been the best athlete on the floor, and then he gets to this level, and he can't just f- fly by everybody, and he can't just smash on everybody, right? Once again, something he has to learn. You go from a college level, major, major, major D one, perfect. Tell this is a whole nother level. So each year you have to learn. So it's just learning process for him as well. As you can see, year two for for Cole. He looked so different than last year. Yeah. It's just a process, man. You got to give these guys some time. They're learning, as we say, on the fly. Yeah. And coaches, he's he's dealing well. Come here, let me talk to you, young fella. Let me talk to you. Woo, 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 woo. A, B, and C. Okay, okay. They go out there and try to execute. Come off real fast, slow down, set him up. He stand up, I go fast. It's just things you got to learn during the course of the game. The funny part is watching is watching him with Franz because Franz, I mean, he's at his own speed no matter what. Like, there's no speed up, slow down with that guy. He just he's just at his own speed and it works. Yeah. Franz also by six nine. Yeah, that helps. so that helps. But when you're six nine and shoot the ball like that, your advantage because if I'm a six nine, you got to close out when I stop fake. So right. once you close out, guess what? That's on my pace. So. It's everyone's game is different based on their abilities. Like my game wasn't nothing like that. They, I can shot fake all I want. They weren't coming. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all different said, for everybody. They said, they said, oh, that's cute. Oh, that was, uh, <laughs> right, like he shot fake. If you went for my shot fake, coach was going to sub you out. Most definitely sub you out. You skipped shooter on that morning if you were going for post. For skip shooter on You skipped the last eight years in the league if you went for my shot fake. <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, all right. Well, let's leave it at that. I mean, I think that's as good a note to go out on as any. Um, thanks for taking the time. We're we're linking back up. I want put start making some notes. I want the outlaws, uh, the all outlaw team by the end of the year. Ain't no problem, man. We we we're gonna ride. We're gonna we're gonna see if we can pull up. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can start throwing out outlaw candidate right there. Bang on the belly. Like- outlaw <laughs> candidate. I love it. I love it. Bo, thanks so much. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, there he is, Bo Outlaw. Jake Chapman here with you. It's the Mostly Magic Podcast. We'll be back next week with another edition.